Hey everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Placate Reality. We are happy that you've stuck with us through a whole season, and you know, thanks for your patience. We know it's been a little bit slow, but we're stoked for what's coming. So stay tuned after the intro, and you'll hear some more cool music. This episode of Placate Reality, I asked Ashton, Adam, and Zach to give us their top two albums of 2019 so far, as well as their favorite song of 2019. So without further ado, let's start with Zach. Um, favorite albums? Are we going to be talking about them, or, or like, should yeah, I just we'll tell just... you and then we'll go through, so, or what's up? So what I like to do is say the album's Can you start name. Us off? Yeah, yeah, I'll start us off. So I'll say the album's name. Okay, maybe do your favorite track on the album, probably. Mm. Okay, and then maybe give some comparisons for people that don't know what the artist is like. Comparisons of who they are, what kind of music they do, and we'll just go from there. Comparisons and then guys... like who they're yeah, to? Yeah, even like how their music's developed as well. Like if this was different, if it was experimental for them, that sort of thing. Okay, yeah, I'll start. Um, I'm going to start with... Beirut, Gallipoli. Mm. Um, this probably isn't a surprise to anyone, <laughs> just because they are one of my favorite bands. Um, they took a pretty long break after the last album, No, 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 which came in 2015. Um, but they came back with an album called Gallipoli, like I just said. Um, it's about 10 tracks. And my favorite song on the album is the first track, and it's called When I Die. So. Mm. The album itself, it's pretty similar to previous albums, but it actually kind of went back to kind of the original vibe of Beirut. Um, honestly, it's pretty simplistic. There's not too much going on, um, but it's very, very instrumental as well. But I love Beirut, and I actually got to see them in concert a couple months ago in Oakland, and it was fantastic. Um, the other album that I wanted to share briefly was by an artist I was introduced to just recently, um, Anderson Pack. Mm. So I was just kind of listening to some YouTube playlists and I came upon this individual named Anderson Pack and every song that kept pulling up I was like, wow, I really love this, I love this, I love this. So I was like, okay, well let's take a look at his actual album structure. And in 2019 he came out with an album named Ventura which, when I listened to all the way through, really, really loved it. The first track includes Andre 3000, which I know everyone here loves. Um, my favorite track on the album is called Reachin' Too Much. Mm. Um, I forgot to give a comp to Beirut. That's okay. I'll give you a comp now. But when I was listening through to this album, honestly, the, the band, or the artist that Anderson Pack reminded me most of was Michael Jackson. Mm. Really? And I say that just because there's definitely a little bit of like kind of funkiness going mm -hmm. on. There's also a little bit of like kind of jazziness going on. He's definitely like clearly a performer with his voice as well. Um, but a lot of his vocals are in string too. I really like the tone of his voice and everything. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a little, it's kind of like R &B funk, R&B, jazz, and hip hop, right? All kind of combined in the same thing, but it's like a, yeah. Kind of like Michael Jackson, but fast forward like 20 years into the future with modern trends. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, did you guys, have you listened to Anderson Pack? Yeah. Oh, yes. Ventura was awesome. Classic. Anderson's amazing. 
Yeah, I really... Well, so you you showed me... I will, I'll show my favorite song. My favorite song of the year, honestly, so far, is the Anderson Pack one of Flying Lotus. You more. showed me that. Oh, yeah, more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I just fell in There's love something. with it. Something oh, about, yeah. like, his voice. I like how, like, calming mm-hmm. and how kind of fluid his voice is. Someone, um, uh, uh, someone, I don't remember who, told me the other day, he has a very sweet spot where he will transition from rapping to singing to rapping yeah. and you don't even really notice it like it's just it's a very sweet middle spot where it just sounds like he's just it's so natural for him he doesn't even think about it yeah and that's and that's kind of why i gave him a michael jackson comp honestly is because he's not by any means like i wouldn't call him a rapper quote unquote right he's it more feels of, a lot more than that yeah it's a lot yeah it's a lot he's between the lines of a lot of different things probably mm-hmm. and the fact is he's also a drummer which is yeah. super yeah. cool. That's true. You've seen his tiny desk. Yeah. So he killed it. Very so, well-rounded musician. Give mm-hmm. us some insight to why that's important, though, for an artist. Well, he's just very... Ta- I mean, it's just like the cherry on top, because he's extra talented. There's, there's two reasons. One is one less person in your band. Like, you, you, you're the creative mind behind two instruments in your band, so you, you have that much more control over your music, right? You can play the drums exactly how you want them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's also, just, it looks good for him because he's very talented, but also Flying Lotus said in an interview, well, not an interview, just in a comment that working with Anderson Pack is so easy because he's just such a genius, like, he's such a mastermind, and, like, if he wants, like, a drum fill on there, he'll just go hop on the drums and just play it real quick and then go back to, you know, singing or rapping his, his feature, but he'll just play drums, too, and it's just, like, easy just to pump him out because he's just so talented and good to work with. Yeah. Which for this genre of music, it's probably like drums and beats are probably the largest. Yeah. It's the base of all of this music. And his voice. Obviously. And his voice too. So yeah, he's he's super well-rounded in every way. So yeah, he's awesome. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to share a little bit about Beirut, but they are folk, very instrumental. There's a lot of trumpet, a lot of accordion, mm-hmm. a lot of piano. And doesn't he play it all himself? Or maybe that was just the thing with the past albums, but he just recorded them over himself doing all the instruments. Yeah, so he definitely has done that in the past. And like when I saw him perform on stage, he'd literally go from singing to picking up a trumpet to picking up an accordion to playing on the piano. Yeah. Like he was doing so many different things. He's, he's ultra talented, um, but it's very similar to like Eastern European, like polka almost, but also yeah, like it's a weird, down there's mariachi vibes as well. Yeah. And, but it's very tasteful, and it's yeah, it's a great combination of that. I think of everything. Not quite big band, but like medium. Yeah, yeah like medium small band kind of. And you know. the cherry on top of it all is that his voice is really lovely. Oh yes. I thought the cherry on top was his name is Zach. <laughs> that, you're right. That's yeah. true. But they were very very good live, and I would recommend if you have a chance, which there aren't many chances. I had to fly <laughs> to Oakland to see him. There you go. Yeah. Okay, Zach, your turn. My turn. Um, I would have to say my favorite. I got a list in here. Mm. Not not all of them. Nice. Just, um, uh, I think my, f- well, I don't really have a number one favorite, but two that uh, stuck out to me were Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. Nice. And probably Igor by Tyler the Creator. Nice. But that one's still pretty fresh, so, I mean, but I, I think that I'll be listening to it for a while. Um, what am I, sp- oh, Igor is about 12 tracks. Not about, it's exactly 12 tracks. <laughs> Um, and favorite track on there, probably What's Good. It's a banger. Oh, just because yeah, I, I just like the energy from it. It is. Just, um, and also with the Igor, they, uh, it's not that I liked the, uh, 
singing or rapping on it necessarily. I just liked all the production. The production. Honestly, so if the production wasn't so good, I probably wouldn't really care for it too much. But uh, you know, I've been a fan of him for a while, mm -hmm. so I was like, of course, I'll give it a shot. Anyway, but I really liked it. Um, there was a lot of confusion with the features, I guess. People were like, oh, so-and-so's on the album. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, that person's not on the album. Somebody said King Cruel was on one of the tracks. And yeah. I was like, what? And then I listened to it, I could not hear him. I couldn't I, hear him either. And, and I was someone so, said maybe he produced it, but yeah, it doesn't really know. sound like his production. It doesn't. But, uh, so I really liked that one. And Father of the Bride is about 18 songs. Favorite track on there, probably Rich Man. It's got some good uh, George Martin vibes. He was like a producer for the Beatles. He's mm. not the writer of Game of Thrones. Mm, that's George R.R. <laughs> R. Martin. <laughs> my bad. My mistake. And uh, maybe they're s somehow related. I don't know. Martin, George. Not a common name. Great guys, either way. Yeah. So so this Vampire Weekend album, this was the first one in like how many years? Mm, probably like four or five years, I think, since um, Modern Vampires of the City. And it sounds a lot different. It kind of sounds... Um, kind of like maybe 60s, 70s, like rock-ish, kind of, but like like uh, like slower, not like slow rock, but not really like campfire rock either. Mm. I don't know. It just sounded nice. Um, parts of it kind of sounded like the Grateful Dead a little bit in certain. I mean, in a certain way, I guess. Just like I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> not, not the energy. He's no Jerry. But it's hard to describe damn right music. <laughs> Jerry is the only Jerry, really. Yeah. So give us a comp for both of these people. Um, Not that there's really a comp for Tyler, the creator. But. Well, I would say someone who's like Tyler. Well, I mean, I guess you could just say with this album, I would. it's a lot more toned down, but it'd be similar to like Yeezus maybe, just because like the production's kind of like electronic. It's a little like... Not gritty isn't the right word. Kind of in your face, maybe? Yeah, kind of. And it's just like, it's upbeat, but it's like meaningful. I don't know. And I, poised, I feel like it's... maybe? Poised? Poised, it, yeah. And it doesn't kind of, feel like a hip-hop album to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, all, it all pretty uh, flows well together. Yes, it's very... I think it's his most cohesive one, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's not as... Um, what's the word? Like... Um, I mean, like, I feel like Flower Boy, his previous album, was more, um, like, the public could grasp it more. Yeah, that's true. So, because, like, uh, compared to, like, his previous stuff, it's totally different. It's but then this is even different from yeah. any of that, really. Yeah. So, I, I kind of liked that. Me too. Um, Father of the Bride, I liked... Yeah, I just liked them both. Oh, favorite track of the year would probably go, be going to the runner-up album as well, Fishing for Fishies by King Gizzard and nice. the Lizard Wizard. Um, but the the track I like the most probably this whole year is Boogeyman Sam. It's just a nice, happy, upbeat tune about <laughs> Boogeyman Sam. He's causing some trouble, you know, and you just can't help but dance to it. Yeah, that's great. It's just good stuff. Going to see him in August? So pumped. Oh, I need to get my still. Mm. Sounds like a boogie. Yeah, mm. big time. All right, Adam, let's transition to you. All right. So... Honestly, probably my favorite of the year was Igor, but mm -hmm. I figured, had a feeling you might uh, hey, talk okay. about it. So let's see what you came up with. Two say. other options, but uh, hey, just because it's my favorite doesn't mean it can't be yours. I know. But <laughs> don't want to give up for the podcast sake. Time to it's, for the listener's sake. It's true. But um, so the two I ended up going with one is uh, the new Two Chains record. Yeah, rapper go to the league. Um, I just kind of stumbled upon this one a few weeks ago, and 
I mean, it's just chock full of bangers, you know. Lots of good features. You got Travis Scott, Kendrick, Ariana Grande, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne? Um, Thought he was in prison. Lil Wayne? Was he not in prison recently? I don't think so. Not that recently. Didn't no. he like disappear for like ten years? Well, that's well, because of other things. Yeah, not because of prison. <laughs> the Carter Five of has been Bird anticipated Man. since what? Like six or seven years. Yeah, a long time. Long time. It's is like that, each one is like five years. The last two or something like that. That's what yeah. I remember. It's like five year release out, like years between releases. Sorry, yeah. I didn't didn't mean to derail you. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, Probably favorite song off of it would be the one with Kendrick, Mama I Hit a Lick. <laughs> Wait, sorry, what album was this again? Uh, Rapper Go to the League by Two Chains. This is, oh, well, I totally missed this album. Yeah, I, I did too, honestly, when it first came out, but uh, I think I read like an article or something about it huh. a couple weeks ago and gave a lesson. I was just blown away because I've never been a big Two Chains fan to date, but just a very well rounded rap album as a whole, I'd say. Hmm. just kind of talks about his childhood and growing up um, kind of in a less than ideal, you know, home situation and whatnot and hmm. just trying to make his way up in life by playing basketball and Hidden rapping. Kind of sounds like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so who's a good comp for Two Chains? <sighs> um, I mean, probably just any um, big... It's big. Is it gangster rap? Is that the um, not quite gangster? Oh, yeah, but I'm not I could see. I could see. You. There are songs that definitely have elements of gangster rap. Okay. In them. Um, but yeah, but favorite album. I will have to say was Beyonce's Homecoming mm. live album, mm-hmm. which, if you're unaware, is a live recording of her Coachella set from last year. It was just released here like a month ago in unison with a Netflix special where they broadcasted the, or they just showed the whole set again. <coughs> um, and yeah, it's just every, every song is just crafted to perfection. Hmm. And, you know, it's like super long, which is nice, but, uh, very good versions of like Deja Vu, um, Love on Top, just all the all the hits. So for someone that's very ignorant about Beyonce, mm-hmm. is the Homecoming set is that Lemonade or is that just her general no. set that she played it's, at Coachella? It's her her Coachella set, so it covered her entire career to mm. to date. Mm. Just, so single ladies. Oh. You bet your ass. Crowd was going crazy, all, especially the single ladies. Uh, but that's solid. Yeah, very, very good. And I love, I love a good live album. I'm not gonna lie. And so, you don't see as many of them these days. I feel like, and it's very nice. Do you think Jay Z ever feels like threatened almost by some of her lyrics? Because they're so empowering, which is awesome. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But I wonder if Jay-Z's like, okay, whoa. Like, I feel like I'm a good guy. I'm a good husband. <laughs> Didn't he literally cheat on her, though? I think he did. Well, okay, well, I think that was a, a big storyline when oof. Lemonade came out. Was I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, the well, <laughs> then that's her fault that she's still with him. Yeah. Rip. I mean, Who are you doing this for, huh? The baby? Blue or something? <laughs> <laughs> she's doing it for a woman around the world. Okay. Hey, you people mm. on Twitter, 
I don't, don't go after Zach. He's a good guy. <laughs> the Beyonce me. fans. <laughs> and then, what did you say? You're single. Uh, single. I was thinking about it, and just gotta go with the old Old Town Road. Oh no! Billy Ray Cyrus remix. <laughs> what did I think of that? Well, what's the name of the artist? Will Nas X. Will Nas X. Yeah. <laughs> He's got. I think one song to his name on Spotify, but it's got... Oh, he's got three now. He could be like the three, new... Really? Well, the uh, I mean, the Billy Ray Cyrus one technically counts as one, I would say. But then he's got another one that he released, but it was not nearly as good. It wasn't country enough, you know? Uh, it's kind of a weird niche to solidify yourself as kind of like a... I mean, is it? am I wrong to call it like humorous, like rap, okay. humorous, funny it's music? Definitely like tongue-in-cheek. Like. Yeah, like, like Lil Dicky, for example... I mean, he did it, I guess, but I mean, he's not that prominent. Like he's he's yeah. like a pretty well. He's a freshman name. double XL, you know. But I mean, I feel like that's it's a hard area to to be there and stay there. You know what I yeah. mean? To stay relevant. So. True. Yeah, it will be very interesting to see where to see his career goes from. Yeah, there, exactly. Especially because yeah. it's like one hit wonders. You never know if they if they make more than one song. You know, they gotta be they gotta be on the map again. Yeah. So yeah. It's crazy though. I was like looking at just like the Spotify streams. It's, it's got like one, basically the one song. Apparently, he's got a new one now. But for all intents and purposes, like one song to his name, oh, okay. and it's got like well over half a billion streams already. In, like, <laughs> so the so first you go listen. Month, he so. is a genius because the uh, pop industry totally was like, "Hey, trap music is popping right now. Yeah. We should get into this." And so they play like trap music on the radio, and I think that the country scene should totally hop on that train too because trap is like booming right now. So once he, and, and I know what you're thinking, no one's gonna listen to trap country, but here he is making a trap country song and it's, <laughs> it's at true. the top of all, all the charts. It's true. And so I think that in the next couple of years, we're gonna see a lot more trap country. I certainly hope so. It's, really, it, it, I, it sounds stupid, but especially with Billy Ray Cyrus on it. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows who he he is, mm. even if you don't really Santa know his Montana's music. dad. If you don't know his music, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's got an achy, breaky heart, and so he's he hops on that all willingly. Killed it. Music video is awesome too. Yeah, it was a good music yeah. video. Well, let's brainstorm really quick. What other what other genres of music could we introduce trap to? Mm -hmm. Soul. Well, what does that mean mm. though? Like, like Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye over some trap beats. That mm. would be prime. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah, like last year or two has been seen the wave of emo trap yeah. with like Lil Peep and uh, what's his face, uh, Lil Uzi, all those guys, a lot of the little yeah. guys, <laughs> a lot of the little guys, the guys with Lil in their name, um, <laughs> Juice World, Lil Skies, Juice it. World, yeah. Do we, do we feel Juice like was big on that? There used to be a lot more bigs, and now it's. I was thinking about this. The other I didn't. Day. I've, I've never heard made that a, comparison, but I that's pretty heard funny. Heard a new big on the scene. What about a medium? Can I be medium Will or like <laughs> average Will? Is average that, will. I, don't know. I like average Will. <laughs> Wait, I think I read something the other day that it had to, do, like whether it was big or little, it had to do with like what part of town you lived in. Oh, So if you were like south side or something, you would be a little. And it, versus the north side or west side or something would be big. Oh, really? Or something like that. I can't remember what it, I don't know if that's true or not, but. I assumed like you meant like coming from the big part of town or the oh, little no, part no. of town. Okay, that's Maybe. interesting though. I don't know how that works. I'm just maybe from doesn't mean I'm from Cedar Hills. <laughs> so what well, part yeah. of Cedar Hills? Side side. <laughs> What's well, true, upper or lower, right? Yeah. Maybe it's I'm based kind of medium. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's based on something much more superficial. If you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Anyway. Wow. Okay. It's just kind of a, an established thing in hip hop, from what I Shoe understand. Size. Shoe size. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So. Ten or above. 
Album, album of the year for me so far. Probably not a surprise to those of you who know my music taste that well. Flamagra, Flamagra, I don't know how to say it, from Flying Lotus. Even though it literally came out two days ago. Mm-hmm. I've been listening every time he dropped a sync. Well, actually, it was leaked a week ago, but I waited because if I can wait four years for a Fly Low album, I can wait a little longer. Mm. Um, you know, to get those official streams. But yeah, every time he dropped a single, um, I just listened to the crap out of it. I listened like uh, what was the first? Oh yeah, when uh, Takashi and well, actually no, the first one was uh, Fire is Coming with David Lynch. That music video. I was barely even a song. The music video that he released. Music but still, video is way weird, by the way. Oh, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's David Lynch. So what, what can you? I loved it personally. It's just such a. The song just really gets under your skin. I don't know. It's great, though. I'd have a hard time even calling it a song. It's it's a work it's, of... It, yeah. It's work. art, it is. but it's not a in, song. In the music video, it's not a song, but oh. in the album, it goes to a beat afterward, yeah. and it's popping. It's fire. Mm-hmm. Fire is coming, truly. Um, <laughs> but also, the second song, Post Requisite, is... That's been out for four years, so that one's been out for a while. Anyways... I've I've been upset like I, ever since he said he was releasing an album I've just been obsessing over it and it did not disappoint even though I've only listened to it close to three times I think two and a half technically it was just on that two and a half listen which did happen to me while I was shopping for groceries at Walmart yesterday mm. like tracks maybe there's 27 on this thing it's popping if you know Flying Lotus workflow he has a lot of interludes a lot of one minute interludes and his songs aren't that long in the first place um but yeah tracks like i don't know 17 to like 23 ooh, those are just popping that's like right around when the thundercat feature is i mean he plays bass on every single one but that's the one that felt like it could have been on drunk because he's singing and all the interludes by it andromeda let me see i mean i don't i won't go over the whole thing but it just felt like a sequel to you're dead to me at certain moments and that's one of my favorite albums ever so i don't know i'm just i'm gonna be keep on listening to it and i love it so far and yeah the music video for more is one of my top music videos of all time Directed. that's on the new album mm-hmm. it's amazing that's it's anderson so pretty yeah. yeah that's the one that has anderson pack on it um i hate to be the guy but my second album was also igor <laughs> i thought you were gonna say it's the same one i know it was and but I, it's a good album it's a great album it's it's the one that really i guess stuck obviously it, it was a week new right but it's the one I've been thinking about a lot because um, I felt like Flower Boy, it was, while it is a good album and every song it's great, it's not necessarily what I want wanted from Tyler, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I still love all the songs and they're great, but there was something that felt missing to me. And it's not necessarily the edginess, like in Goblin or Bastard or anything like that, but I don't know. I thought he hit it home with this one. I gave it on my rating like an 8 out of 10 as an album but for a Tyra album I gave it like a 9 out of 10 just because I never I didn't think I would get reinterested in Tyler as much as I am now because his music kind of fell out of taste with me stuff from Stone Wolf and Bastard um, Cherry Bomb like I just haven't really been listening to it near as much as I used to and then all of a sudden this album comes out and I'm like I'm hooked I really I thought it was very very risky considering how you know where he is in the music scene right now so he's got so much attention and it's just a weird like zach said the production's so cool it's so interesting there's almost there's very little rapping on it his voice is pitched up pitched down everything it's just all over the place which but it turns out to feel very cohesive which i like 
So, yeah, enough of, you know, talking about Igor, right? (laughs) Let me ask Um, you guys a question. Yes. You mentioned that you were listening to it. You were listening to Flying Lotus as you were walking through Walmart. Part of it, yes. So, my question is, when I'm walking and I'm grocery shopping, I almost, nine out of ten times, I have earbuds in. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to something, either a podcast or music. Do you ever feel like you get dirty looks from people? Like if you're like pulling your cart or something, <laughs> all of a sudden you like almost run into someone? Well, I don't think so. I mean, if you go shopping at the, the Walmart over here, I feel like, a, like half of it's college students, right? If, yeah. if not more than half. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I, I There's just a lot of kids. I, it's only when you're coming out of the aisle you can't really hear, right? You can't really hear if there's someone nearby. Yeah. That's where you got to be careful. That's... That's like the most I've gotten in trouble as far as that goes, I guess. I do kind of feel like an edge lord though, kind of shopping with my, my do you earbuds in. Go I don't to the self checkout or do you just like take a headphone out? Do you take them both out? I take one out it depends. And, I'm, and I'm very like. Music still playing though in the other one? Y- no, I don't know. Okay, I, this is a good point actually. I have one in, I turn it off, and I'm very like attentive to them and like saying thank you. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not of course, like, you know what I mean? That would be kind of. It'd be very rude yeah, be to just rude. keep them in and just pay for it and leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I usually do the self-checkout just because I like to stuff as much crap as I can into the bags, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, I just like to, to do the self-checkout. Um, Gives you pleasure? After I got PTSD of, you know, having cans and then my salsa ripped through the, the bag because there was cans and then there was salsa psh, cracked on the driveway and I had to clean it all up because <laughs> there was only one bag instead of double bagged. So anyway, but... That's a good point, Zach, because while I was listening to Flying Lotus, normally when I go up to the thing, I take one out just in case, um, in case someone's trying to talk to me or something, and I can leave the music playing, but for Fly Low, I took one out and I was like, nah, I'm going to pause it, and then I'm going to wait till I can get the full experience. So true. Because mm-hmm. I, I was like, I love this so much, I don't want to miss, I don't want to, you know, because when you're checking out, you're a lot more focused than yeah. otherwise, so, yeah. Yeah. And then, I guess last for me... Single of the year is, is tough. Um, there was a new American football album that came out this year who I've been turned on to a lot in the past year, year and a half or so. They are a band that have been around since the late 90s. They had a American football debut album. And then they made a comeback, I believe, like three or four years ago, kind of like Slow Dive, where it's been so long. They're kind of a 90s band. Now they're here again. And... Um, or they never left. Exactly. Well, there was like, ten, kind of like also Aphex Twin, 10 year hiatus or something like yeah. that. Anyways, Taking a there was a single called, um, every, it's like Every Wave That Rises or something like that. It's kind of a weird name. I love it so much. It's just like a little bit of the drums, they hit hard, a little bit of mathy rock, some good singing. Um, it's not as, they're kind of like an indie rock with a little bit of emo, although most of the emo was in their 90s stuff. Their newer yeah. stuff is pretty watered down. But the instrumental is just so good. That is tied with Kate Trinata's Dysfunctional. That single is just... That is so good. Kate Trinata just can't make a bad song. So, wait, excited for his new project. But yeah. I think those... that I know, I kind of cheated. I gave two two there. So... It's okay. No, it's all good. Awesome. Okay. okay. Well, what do we... Is there anything that we're looking forward to musically for the rest of the year? Do we know about it? We know that Yandi... Yandi's on the rise. Who knows? We don't I know. Don't, we don't no, know. No one knows about Yandi. We speculate, I don't even think Kanye knows. We speculate no. that Yandi's on the rise. That's true. I mean, what else is coming up? I mean, I can only think of live shows right now. I know yeah. there's a lot of live. Uh, King Gizzard might come out with another album this year. Oh, I mean, really? Because uh, they released a <laughs> single called Planet B. 
and it mm. totally sounds completely different from Fishing for Fishies. That's kind of more like an indie rock kind of album. Oh, interesting. And then uh, uh, Planet B totally sounds like 80s Metallica. Yeah. Completely different. Hmm. And uh, so at the end of Fishing for Fishies, um, it goes into the song called Psy Boogie, which is kind of like, there's lots of boogieing on it. Plastic boogie as well, but um, Psy Boogie kind of is like electronic. And uh, there's a song called uh, The Plastic Boogie, and they are saying, fuck all the plastic. They're singing that. <laughs> and then, uh, so basically it's about like, hey, protect the environment and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, there's a song, I don't even know how to say it, but it's like Arcanine or something like that, which is like a disease bees get in their lungs and Sounds it kills like them. Sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arcanine? Arcanine? And, um, they, uh, anyway, but those are like the last two songs on the album. They get different, like kind of electronic and like weirder than the rest of the album. Hmm. But I think that that's going to go, in, oh yeah, and so Planet B, they're talking about like, there is no Planet B. And so they're saying like, oh. hey, I think that if we keep treating our planet like this, we're going to die, and there's not a planet B, this is the only planet we have that we can go on to, so let's take care of it. It's a great, and, uh, and so it's a good it's message. Great, great just, message and a great play on words. Exactly. And, and it's King Gizzard. What, what exactly. And so I think know. that they might come out with a planet B kind of album or something mm. this year, which is going to be like a, kind of like a metal, heavy metal type of album, like which would be so sick, especially <laughs> if it ties into the Gizverse uh, with Fishing for Fishies. Mm. So check that out. Be on the look for that. So I guess my question is who, who's on the radar that really hasn't announced anything that you can think of? For one, I can say Washed Out. If he, I don't know if he's still what he's still doing. He is coming to Twilight. So true. Yeah, but I think is. that album came out two years ago now. Um, hmm. I I would love to see some new releases from him. Um, there's another band that made a comeback for me. Ariel, obviously, I I plug them all the time. Little shoegaze band from the early 2000s made a comeback album this year. Or sorry, in 2017. And sounds like they're back. So if they come out with anything else new, I'm going to be listening. Um, who else is big that, that could be? I'm reading here, apparently there's a rumor <coughs> to be a Frank Ocean project Ooh, coming out this there year. There always is. Rumor. There's always rumors of Frank Ocean project. Let me guess, July? Is it coming out in July? If, if that's something that's <laughs> July, no specified year, <laughs> yes, but July. Like, hey, maybe. <laughs> Definitely something to look forward to if it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's think from the from the, the old Odd, Odd Future gang. You know, Earl. Yeah. Earl came Earl's, out with an album in November. Exactly. I don't think he's coming out with anything new this year. Which, Especially which with his was last statement where he's just, you know... He's not making as much hip hop, I guess, yeah. as he used to, which is fine. But which would be, so, uh, I th I hope that we get a Sufjan Stevens album this year. Mm, it's been a couple years cool. since Carrie and Lowell, which is his last one, which is so good. And like, yeah, he's done a couple like collab projects, but for the most part, his uh, his own yeah. music is there's nothing else yeah. like it really. He's so, I, I really so good at orchestrating it. Uh, Danny Brown. Oh, right. oh yeah, new Danny. But I don't Brown. think that. Oh, maybe it could be later this year, but I think that he when he announced that he has it and it was produced by Q Tip. Oh, that's um, right. I don't yeah. think that he said it was coming out anytime soon. But but that could is, mean like later this year. It's wor being worked on at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's what matters. And because I don't know if you've seen, I showed Adam a picture, but he like totally got this makeover. Looks completely different. He like buzzed his head. He's got a nice clean cut. Oh, his yeah, teeth are all yeah. fixed. I remember yeah. this. I remember. Yeah. I know. I, I was kind of bummed. Them. I was like, whoa, the goofiness is gone. I know. But I'm really pumped because I wonder if he's gonna sound different. Because there are a couple songs that he has that sound. A little different than his normal goofiness. It's true, yeah. Mm. And uh, so if we get a whole album like that, that would be so sick. Yeah. Another revival of Danny Brown. That would be cool. Alright, well we will keep you guys updated if there's any big music developments. But for now, we are going to end it. So you can look forward to episode 2 of season 2 coming out within a couple of weeks. But for now, 
hit the stop button, baby.